Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. It's uh, September 26, 2018. Welcome to episode 171 of Common Law Word Nerds. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, this is uh, Common Law Shamanism. The uh, Common Law Word Nerds is the talk show. And tonight's show is Common Law Shamanism. You can find the Common Law Shamanism page on Facebook, as well as on redressfordummies.org. My name is Gus, and we've got JC and the shaman in tonight. Uh, we're waiting for Sean to show up, and uh, he's running a few minutes later, I guess. JC is with us, and we're going to do a Q&A and get into whatever topic happens to come up. Um, during the call, you can raise your hand by pressing star six. I'm sorry, star two. And you can unmute yourself by pressing star six. If uh, if there's too many people distracting, then I'm going to have to mute the board, and then you'll have to raise your hand, star two, to get my attention. Uh, I'll leave the board open so you can chat on the board, and I'll put notes in there. And so on the in the chat room, in whatever it's called now, let's switch it over, I'll be putting links to JC's um, YouTube channel, which is Just Conspiracy, some of the new videos he's got out. And uh, we're here on – I was here last night with uh, Jeff and Dana. We do our health show on Tuesday nights, Sunday and uh, Saturday. Sean comes back and leads us through Bible study. Every now and then uh, we do a call with Ron Kukul, who's a survivor of the USS Liberty attack in uh, 1967. My buddy Dan McGonigal, I'm hoping to get on here, who's a constitutional scholar, but what he focuses on is the Second Amendment stuff. There's a lot of great information. If you've got something you'd like to talk about that you've got a lot of experience in and you'd like to get some airtime, get a hold of me. My phone number is 603-396-1092. You can find my email on the website, redressfordummies.org. I'm also on Facebook and Skype and WhatsApp and you you can find me someplace. So get a hold of me and let me know what you'd like to talk about. But uh, I'm really, really happy to be working with J.C. and the shaman. Well, J.C.'s uh, Jonathan Cross, and shaman is Sean Mann, and so he's got the nickname shaman. Really great to be working with them and learning what I can and moving ahead in, in the natural law, common law arena. J.C.'s been putting out a lot of videos. I'm going to ask him to talk about those as soon as we get rolling and um, and fill you in on uh, the stuff he's putting out there and with uh, some of the cases he's working on. So uh, I still don't see Sean, but uh, I'll go ahead and get started, J.C., and I'll, uh, I'll send him a message on WhatsApp and see what's going on. I don't know what to say. I'm still working on on this one. <laughs> I'm almost finished. So. <laughs> I know. I'm working on uh, this project I got going on. Hey, if if we don't have anything specific you want to talk about, we can just do a Q and A. Uh, yeah, and if nobody else questions, 
I mean, I guess we'll just hop off the phone. Well, there's a, quite a few people on. Uh, if anybody's got a question, raise your hand or hit star six. You should be able to unmute yourself. Oh, I see Ed's on here. Ed, man, say hi. I haven't heard your voice in a year. Are you on the uh, phone or just on the computer? Oh, oh, he's just on the computer. All right, well, let me see if I can get a hold of Sean. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, you know, be back in just a in just a minute. I literally have like twenty seconds left to edit. Oh, go ahead, man. I'll hold the fort down. There's nobody asking questions anyway. It shouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a friend of mine. Go ahead. Well, I can. I mean, I can wing it till you get back. I'll fill you in on what uh, what I couldn't figure out. Uh, I mean, it's it's easy. I can talk about this stuff in my sleep. I know, me too. Just, uh, I, sometimes I probably do. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, sometimes I wake up wondering what what I was just uh, focused on. Wake up with a whole a whole letter written out. If you lay if you lay in bed, you can really create some great stuff. Just laying there pondering what it is you want to get out, and if you don't have, <coughs> if you don't take the time to write it, and you've got an hour to be, to just lay there and focus on it and repeat it over and over and over again, so you don't forget it, uh, you'll really commit that to to some your your subconscious will really produce some great stuff. So uh, I've got a friend whose son is um, going through some divorce stuff. <coughs> uh, I just talked to uh, I don't know I don't know if you're on here. You're going to have to speak up. Star two to raise your hand or star six to unmute yourself. Um, I don't even know what your name is, but I was just talking to your mom about a half hour ago. I told her to just have you get on the call and ask some questions. So if you're on here. Go ahead and speak up, and uh, maybe we can help you out. Any questions on the board? The bank is guilty of territory. Why do you say that? Uh, because the game, bank is guilty of territory. Wow. They love going into court. I mean, basically, the banks own the courts. Yeah. Problems right now. You guys accept kudos, right? What's that? Note? I say you guys accept uh, praise and thanks, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, just wanted to say uh, JC's videos are wonderful. 
Yes, they are. Thank you. I'm way behind on them. Hey, man, which one's your favorite so far? Um, the first one that, that I watched the whole whole uh, thing, I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, I think the one about, um, well, it was, of course, it was about um, the, the older gentleman there. I can't remember his first name. Free Rayma? Yeah, it was about it was about his case. Oh, it was the one where the, you had the recording of you uh, in in court, and uh, he's just trying to stand him up, and the judge is saying, "Sit down." Yeah, yeah. The you know was it the two hour long one or like the twenty minute long one? Probably the la- the latter. Um, but I just thought it conveyed so well what what you're trying to get across because you actually he has the the actual recording, you know? Uh which recording? Uh, of of you in court. Of you you and uh, um Yeah there there's know, is it? uh yeah there there's a recording on um if you go to uh the public notice lawless authority there's there's a lot of the recordings on there um I mean you even hear me talk to a magistrate not a magistrate but uh a high clerk for about six minutes and there's a yeah. lot of gold in that yeah i I heard that one too where you went you went over to the uh i guess across the yard to the county jail or something. Yeah. You and Shaman, you and Shaman went across, went over to another another facility and uh, were basically thrown out. That that was probably a different that was a different case in a different courthouse in a different county, a different magistrate. But on the uh, public notice, lawless authority, uh, there's I got about a six minute conversation with a high clerk. And, I mean, honestly, it kind of breaks down the process if you know what's going on. So, I I think it's a really, really good conversation. So, if you you haven't watched uh, Public Notice Lawless Authority, and you, you hear us in court, but when I got arrested... There was really nothing to hear. I didn't say anything. Um, yeah. You know, and Henry that's... was just standing saying that he was there. Huh? Yeah, that came across. So I was actually talking to somebody about that today because they had court. And, um, you know, I was telling them that, uh, you know, basically when when I went in there, I didn't require anything to be discharged because I knew for a fact that they were going to hold me, like when I got arrested. I was actually really thankful that they didn't hold me for 72 hours. Um, But if they would have gotten jurisdiction over me, they would have easily held me for 30 days because they knew that I, like, 
the only reason they really held me for seven or for 48 hours is because they knew that I was going to be back in that courthouse on Wednesday helping somebody else. Right. Well, and you know, I did. It kind of broke up. I didn't catch what you said. Uh, I said the only reason that they held me for 48 hours was because uh, they knew that I would be helping somebody else in that courthouse um, on Wednesday. So, oh, okay. You know, that's why they me up, um, because, you know, they knew that I was a problem. And, I mean, still the, you know, Thomas McAvoy Britton thought about it for a good 15 minutes before he decided to break the law. Right. Well, they have some indecision over it. Uh, you must have had a uh, judge leave the courtroom. We speculated up here that uh, on occasion they're they're going to make a phone call. Yeah, um, but he didn't leave the courtroom. I think the reason why it took him 20 minutes was basically because he didn't know that the Judicial Society would back him up at all. You know, I, I think right. he, when he made that decision to break the law, I think he really thought that he could be held liable. I think if he didn't think he could be held liable at all, he probably would have just gone ahead and and fully ran over the law, which is probably going to be their next strategy if people don't really start waking up and figuring out what to do. Right. You know, I mean, the whole common law game, you know, for the past 20 years has been kind of like a a cat and mouse of, of ketchup. You know, like, you know, the other side has been kind of reacting like, you know, back in the early 2000s, people would go in, they really would go in with their birth certificate and just say, hey, you know, I'm, the person showed up, the person's here, the person's appearing, here you go, I'm going to surrender the person to you. And I mean, I think it's hilarious because it really stumped them, like they had no clue what to do. Because obviously they knew that that was the charging instrument. You know, but then they they just kind of decided amongst themselves, hey, nobody's going to know unless they're a judge, so let's just run over these people because if they tell anybody else, they'll just think they're crazy. Right. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, it's absolutely insane to try and explain to somebody, well, you see how they get jurisdiction over you is when you're born, you get a birth certificate, and then they send that off and make it into a corporation you know, like, people look at you like you're nuts. <laughs> I mean, and it's not oh, it's that that's not what... What was that, man? Cognitive dissonance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely cognitive dissonance. And I mean it's it's not gonna get any better. Um 
I mean, hopefully it does. I mean, honestly, like, that's the way, that's the reason why I like taking this common law approach, like, it, with a real common sense kind of way. Because, I mean, I was even talking to a friend the other day, and she was talking about going and getting a massage and how uh, she was talking to, you know, the lady giving her the massage. And she was telling her about this common law stuff, at least the best that she could. And she was saying, you know, most people kind of think that, you know, it's a little cuckoo, like you got to do what the judge says, you know, like you must obey the authority of the judge. But she was like, this woman, she, what gives him more rights than you? You know? Like he, more he's just like any other man or woman. So, I mean, I, I think that's a really good common sense way to approach it. And and the more that happens and the more that goes on in society, the more people see things that are blatantly wrong. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get more people kind of moving in the right direction. Somebody must have some pressing issues here. <laughs> Sometimes people just get on because they enjoy listening to what's going on in somebody else's life. If uh, I see Ed's on the phone now, hey, uh, go ahead and say hi, Ed, yeah. if, uh, if you want to hear any questions. No, I was just talking with... Um... JC. Cool. Hey, is uh, have you spoken to Al lately? No, just uh, that time when I I told you he contacted me, and then he called you, right? Yeah, it's been a few months. I need, I need to check up on him. He was uh. I think he's a Korean War veteran. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that's where he was at when he was stripping the asbestos out of the ships. And uh, I'd like to do a call with him sometime and just uh, get... Uh, I'm doing I'm doing calls with Ron Kukul, survivor of the USS Liberty, and I, I was just uh, hoping to do something with Al at some point. Yeah, is that the same... Going on, uh, Go ahead. Now, what were you going to ask? Oh, I was just curious what else is going on. I, I don't think you've got any uh, legal lawful stuff going on at the moment that I know of. Well, like you were, I am. Um, go ahead. I uh, was uh, went to the trial of uh, an acquaintance up here, and he demanded a jury trial. Uh, I mean, a uh, course the trial by jury and um he got he got a jury and had he not taken the stand i don't think he would have i think he would have been convicted but he he testified and and they believed him what was the case about uh uh in a supposed assault uh during the exchange of a child between 
mom and dad with uh, mom's boyfriend there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always a pleasant. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it was. They played the nine one one call, and it sounded incriminating. But when he sat down and talked to the jury, that you know, he convinced them that it was not the way that the uh, prosecution portrayed it. And the, the public pretender actually uh, did did some work. He, he did a little bit of uh, sleuthing, you know. So he, he was lucky. To, he was lucky to get acquitted because he, he would have been, you know, he he would have been uh, convicted otherwise. Yeah, when things are when things are so obviously one way, and these prosecutors you know go ahead and twist shit up just to get a conviction. Um, you know, I understand they've got a job to do, but when you know, you know, when it's obvious that somebody's not guilty of doing anything. Uh, those guys need to be hung out to dry. They need to be prosecuted just like a woman who uh, who's making false accusations about some other bullshit. Yeah, that shit goes on way too much. But the, the prosecutors themselves need to be held accountable as well. Well, yeah. you know, if you watch um, the public officials' bonds and you look at it pretty closely and you go read through that code book, they absolutely had malicious prosecution, and they would absolutely give up a um, prosecutor's bond if they like if they prosecuted a case that they knew the other guy was innocent in. Um, but that was when they actually still had some type of semblance of a court of law. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Whenever the public requires a court of law back, maybe they can get back to that state. But as long as the banks own all of the courts, you know, I mean, jail is a very profitable business. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a business practice. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just everyday, everyday business. You know, just like your, just like all those foreclosures and the MERS, MERS, the MERS stuff that was going on. You know, when when the uh, when everything crashed ten years ago. You know. Well, Sean said, Sean sent me a text and said he was wrong. I'm I'm glad that uh, your friend got acquitted. By the way, like that's definitely yeah. good. Hey, Sean, you on the call? Oh, let me take a look. Oh, there he is. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I pushed the star six thing several times, but it didn't let me... Through. Oh. Just meeting you out, man. He doesn't like you no more. Yeah. Well, it's okay. I just made your moderator. You won't have that problem no more. I wish I would stick for the whole show. I mean, for the next show, but 
I'm going to do it every time we do one. What's going on, guys? Tired of making videos. Stop. I set my T-shirt on fire. (laughs) Not much going on. I wish you guys on the call could have seen a document that we got today from one of the guys we're helping. Um, He actually got off from it, and it took him about two months to send him this document. And uh, it's hilarious because the entire document is basically begging him to volunteer back into the thing he just left. The wording is is pretty pretty unique, and it just shows how it's like um, we just had another guy go to court this morning, and uh, it's like you know a lot of people just presume and assume that the other side automatically has the, like the default position is they have jurisdiction, and if that's true, then why did they have to move the case? trying to move it to a trial. Well, that's because they didn't have jurisdiction. Now they got to try to get back jurisdiction again. It's just pretty interesting if you know how to read these things and, and read the situation and understand what's going on and, and you know the language that they're speaking. Things are just like a lot of times like people would have saw what we saw as him winning, these guys winning. Everybody else would have looked at the same documents and thought, see, your stuff doesn't work. But it's absolutely working, and it's just pretty interesting to see that contrast. Yeah, in fact, in a lot of cases, like, um, you know, for instance, like Gus's case, and I'm just going to use that as an example, but the legal society puts in stuff and writes stuff to make it look like it wasn't the common law. You know, it wasn't the common law. The the prosecutor just chose not to prosecute because he didn't believe that he had a good enough case, you know. It wasn't Gus's car, you know, like Gus didn't know. He, he, didn't, he didn't think he could convince a jury. But honestly, it, it's like, you know, no, it was, it was the common law. Was that guy the, the accuser? You want to ask this guy any questions? Is he the accuser? So you don't have any mm-hmm. questions? I just asked a question. Is he the accuser? Didn't give you no legal advice. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, guys, it's like this. You know, it's like we've been talking on the Saturday show about hearing the voice of God, um, feeling, feeling the spirit in your heart knowing in your mind what to do. Now, there's something to be said for experience and wisdom, absolutely. But there is a root thing, like the one guy that got the letter I was just describing to you, you know, he did not have any experience. And he knew what he wanted to He knew what he wanted to say, but he just didn't know how to say it because there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, subtle things in this fight that we're in. And it is a fight. It's a struggle, but you don't fight them, but it's a fight. Um, 
But, you know, we don't, I don't know, we don't really talk about the philosophical enough. And a lot of this comes down to spiritual and philosophical, ideological approaches to things and understandings. Like, you know, a big part of the reason people get hammered or knocked around is because they go in there and it's just like, Think of it like you're dealing with a kid, like 10 or 12 years old, okay? And you and you know how this kid acts because he's in the neighborhood. Or maybe it's your kid. Break the window. You know by the way he speaks, the way he moves his eyes, the subtle movements, the way he brushes his hair, looks down at the ground, shuffles his feet, uh, avoids the question, asks you a question on top of the question. You Sean, you there? Lost you, buddy. Well, I don't know. I'm here. Are you there? I cut out. Hello? Are you there? Yes, yeah. yep. Anyway, so I don't know where I lost you, but you did you guys hear the part about knowing the kid? Yeah, knowing the kid, yeah. Knowing how the kid acts, knows how, you know, you know all of his subtle movements. It's your kid. Like, you know how he acts, okay? Well, the judge is the same way. Like, you go in, this guy's in there every single day. He has the same questions asked by the same attorneys to the same people or people with almost identical cases. He can tell just by the way you look at him whether or not. You know what you're doing, what direction you're going, how powerful you are in that. And I am telling you right now that is absolutely true. When I was a cop, when I was walking to the car, I could tell whether or not it was going south just by the way they were looking at me in the rearview mirror. You you know, there's just things. It's called experience. You gain this experience. So when people, okay, they listen to a couple of YouTube videos or they listen to a couple, you know, you know, maybe they've only been doing it six months. Look, I'm not suggesting your heart's not true. That's not what I'm saying. But they go into a situation the last second. Maybe they just just have the last second to get there. When you go in, okay, and you start and you don't really understand totally what you're doing or you're mixing jurisdictions, the judge is going to know exactly how to dance because he's heard this song before. It's just like when I went to court in the federal court, he looked at me and said, Hey, let me tell you something. <laughs> We've seen people try to use this paperwork time and time again, and every one of them end up going to jail. I didn't. <clears throat> you know, some of it's a bluff to see what you're – actually, there's a lot of bluffing going on. But they know how to dance, and it's imperative that we know how to dance. And this stuff really is like breathing. I mean, this is stuff – it really is simple. That is a true statement. The, the belief of what it is is simple because you practice it every day of your life. If, these, if you were in Walmart, our favorite place to give the example, you would not do what these people told you to do. If you just ran into them in Walmart and they weren't in uniform or they weren't in the black dress, you would, they told you to do something, you'd tell them to get bent. You would have no problem standing as a man or a woman, you know, but something happens when that uniform goes on. It They have drilled that into your head that the uniform is authority. Well, they didn't create you, so they can't be the author, but they did create the person 
which I heard when I first got on, you guys talking about the birth certificate. John's right. You start throwing out the birth certificate stuff in that way. People do think you're nuts, but you can tell them, hey, the state didn't create you. God did, right? Your mommy and daddy did, right? Yeah, so they can't tell you what to do unless you consent. It's just it's just neat, like, working with different people. We've been working with a couple of people this past year who fought us every step of the damn way. It was insane. Just it was a constant struggle, battle, argument, tension, just this constant thing, you know, and it ended up not working out. And then we get with these other people who almost before we're done finishing the sentence of what for them to send us, it's already on WhatsApp. It's like – and they're just doing it. They're doing exactly what we say, when we say to do it, how we say to do it. They get it. And they're they're just cutting right through the ice, man. And it's really cool to watch. And I wish you guys could see it in real time. It's just, uh, you know, we've been very pleased here lately with a couple of people we've been working with. And it's, it's fun when it's like that. It's just fun. Wouldn't you agree, JC? Oh, yeah. It reminds me of why I do it. <laughs> I mean, when people fight us every step of the way, it's, you know, I mean, it's not fun. It's not fun for us. It's not fun for them. And and some people just, you know, like one thing that we run into a lot, and I don't know how many people here know about the five stages of grief, but there are five stages of grief. Um, There's anger, denial, uh, negotiation, and something else before you get to acceptance. But really, when you go into court, like, you have to be at the acceptance stage. You have to be at the stage where you accept how the system is, and you just work with it, you know, kind of like Shaman talks about being a servant, go in there as a servant, like, hey, there's there's some sort of controversy. Uh, how do we solve this? You know, I'm, I'm here to help you guys out. And and once you get to that, it's a whole lot of fun. But most people, and it's understandable, most people are still in the anger stage. And it's really hard to get out because, you know, what what they are doing, it's wrong. Like, it's obviously wrong. And, and they just keep on doing it. And sometimes people feel like there's just no hope, but there is. Uh, one thing I, I kind of wanted to express or wish to express when when Shaman was talking about, um, you know, going in there and and uh, having the judge say, you know, we've seen this, this paperwork many times before. And even with the other guy y'all, y'all heard on set, I mean, you know, yeah, he fumbled the ball. He fumbled the ball once or twice, but he picked it back up and he kept on running, you know. And it's not about how many times you fumble the ball. It's about making the touchdown, you know. And once you make the touchdown, that's it. Once it's over, it's over. And from my experience with everybody that I've seen go through situations like this, once you get to the other side, um, you know, once you you get to the point where, uh, you know, where they know that you're a man or they know that you're a woman, 
I've never seen those people get messed with again. Ever. So, you know, I mean, it's worth it. It's worth going through. And there's a great sense of accomplishment. You know that you're truly free. And that there's nothing that they can do to enslave you anymore. There's a great sense of freedom and accomplishment in that. And look, guys and gals, every now and then it looks like you're losing. It looks like you're losing. It looks like you're losing right up until the end. And then you get that touchdown. I mean, it might look like you're losing when you're still on the one-yard line. But then you just keep on pushing through, and eventually it perseveres. The the people that we have worked with and that we have seen that really, really got hammered, they didn't get hammered because the common law stuff didn't work. They got hammered because they gave up in their own heart. That's it. That is the only they were just imposters. Sorry. No, what did you say? Or they were just flat out imposters. Yeah, don't be an imposter. I mean that just you not you know. There's a small chance you'll win, but the creator ain't going to honor you if you're just doing it just to get something out of him or somebody else. I mean, it's it's got to mean something. It's got to mean something. Otherwise, it's just words. Like, like the surrender. Like, this stuff's important. I know you guys hear us talk about it a lot, but honestly, this is the most important part of the whole freaking thing. Um... The surrender. Here's the surrender. Here's the secret to the surrender and the servitude, okay? You ready? Being a servant. As you go in there, you walk through those doors, and it doesn't matter what they do. That's the Right there is the victory. It doesn't matter what they do to you. You're still able to withstand it whether you die or not. That is the secret because once you do that, the fear leaves to a degree, like to a large degree, it just leaves. And the reason that's important is because it's very difficult to try to dance. When you're scared to death, you're going to miss stuff because then you overthink things. You overcomplicate stuff. It's not that complicated. You either did something wrong or you didn't. You're either a slave of someone or you're not. You're either man or you're not. You're either woman or you're not. You're either named John Quincy Adams or you're not. It doesn't matter about the birth certificate. It doesn't matter what the Pope did in 1403 or 07, whatever that was, the Sestiku Trust. I mean, 1402. None of that stuff matters. Who cares? Who cares what Lowe's does? Who cares what it says in the owner's manual? Who cares what it says in the employee handbook? I don't care. As long as they've got a water heater there when I need it, I don't care. They can, And if the people want to work there, let them work there, but I don't have to. People worry way too much about what they believe. Who cares? Worry about what you believe. That's what we mean by study the original and don't focus on the counterfeit. You'll recognize the counterfeit when you see it just because it ain't what you know is right in your heart. You'll know it. 
hey, he's trying to trip me. You know why? Because I'm not a daffodil. I'm not a kangaroo. He's trying to convince me I'm a kangaroo. I'm man. I'm not a kangaroo. He's trying to convince me I'm something. I'm I'm not a thing. I'm man. I'm woman. <clears throat> I'm not suggesting there's no fear or nothing, but it does. I'm telling you, it does change. When you just settle in that you're going to do right regardless, it really does change a lot of the ways you go about it. And you and you quit being pissed at them. That's a big thing. J- JC said earlier, being pissed off and angry does you no good. No good at all. Anybody who's watched Star Wars should know that. I am going to fall. <laughs> Bye. Nah, that's cool. Anybody got any questions? Somebody uh, somebody said the <clears throat> somebody was looking for the link to the lessons in English in the WhatsApp group a few minutes ago. So I gave the link out over there. And when I went and checked it, it was broken. So just a heads up, I'm working on that. I'm fixing it right now as we go along. But uh, JC and Sean talk about uh, Webster's Dictionary and lessons in English as two things that we should be reading and studying and learning to learn how to write, punctuate properly. And so uh, I'll have that all fixed uh, in the next few minutes. And, uh, and then I'll put the link into the chat group if you want to download it directly. And speaking of Webster's 1828, um, I I haven't gotten this done yet. I'm still working on the images and cropping the images appropriately. But I'll be coming out with a video that is going to be very, very mind-opening to what revolution and Genesis is. Because we are in Genesis right now. And that will be explained in the video. Um, And I'm kind of excited about it. So since you brought up Webster's 1828, I figured I'd I'd talk about it for just a second. Mm Yeah, somebody said the link works. Uh, one of the links did work, but if you click on the book, um, there, there was a couple of links that were broken. Anyway, I, I am fixing them. I, uh, yeah, anyway. Hey guys, I I have a question. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yep. Hey, this is this is my first time calling in, and um, I I actually emailed you guys maybe about a month ago in regards to a uh, a claim that I'm pretty much putting together for the first time here in Michigan. I never really got a response from you guys, so I was pretty much under the assumption that you guys probably didn't have anything any 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 critique with it, but I guess my question tonight would be uh, any advice you guys may have in regards to dealing with the local sheriffs and getting and actually trying to get them to enforce 
or getting them to actually do their duty. Um, one of the biggest things that I'm concerned about is that when I actually put a claim in, um, it's the sheriff's responsibility to actually round up a jury. And oftentimes you're met with a lot of opposition from a lot of these people. Do you guys have any advice in regards to uh, approaching these authority figures, if you will, and actually influencing them or making them understand that they do have a duty to respond to what it is that you're placing in front of them? Well, let me uh, let me ask this real quick. And, and one reason why we probably didn't answer an email like that is because it's incredibly difficult to, I mean, like, there's almost no way to answer something that's really vague like that. Um, but let me just ask you, who are you making a claim against, and what is the basic premise? Well, the premise has to deal with real estate, and the claim is actually against the principles of both the uh, of both the bank and the uh, insurance and the insurance company for the insurer for the um, uh, for the government, the the one that actually holds the mortgage-backed security. Okay. Are you making a claim against, when you say the principles, are you making a claim against the man or the woman who are acting in the capacity of those corporate entities or those body politics? Absolutely. The actual presidents of of those particular entities, if you will, yes. Uh, okay, and have you written to them and made some type of formal record? Yes, yes. That they have to answer to? That's correct, and this is this has been going on for quite a while, so the, uh, I, I would guess the the, uh, the proof that I have or the, the records that I have is pretty extensive. And I have a, I have a, a nice litany of, of evidence that I've built up over time. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I love about the other side is they actually do a really good job of building your case for you. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's kind of amusing. Uh, what, what do you What do you mean by that? I, I mean, like, you know, let, let's take something really simple, like somebody getting arrested for, you know, a victimless crime. They, they really file a false claim down at the courthouse. And because they just go along with business as normal, um, you know, with the legal procedure, they're actually breaking a whole lot of law when when they just go business as usual with the legal procedure. So, you know, of course, and this is this is something that you're probably going to run into is that. So I've been putting out videos, and one of the videos I put out was talking about the. 1902 code in South Carolina where they codified 
the law, and I also put out another video talking about the codification in North Carolina. And if you read those things really closely, uh, you know, they abolished courts of law, um, you know, and they abolished courts of equity, and they, they turned it into one form of action that moves under an administrative procedure. So uh, one thing that Shaman and I have definitely picked up and noticed is that typically when you're moving, and we were kind of talking about this just a few minutes ago, but when you're moving against uh, somebody in an insurance company, some, some type of banking official, or somebody in a body politic that works within a government agency. Um, basically, we found that they don't respect a court of law. I mean, they, they don't respect it at all. They respect a court of law, or they respect the law, when the court is trying to take property away from you, okay? So when when somebody is coming, like if a bank or a government is coming after you for property and you know how to carry yourself appropriately, they will absolutely, in I would say 90 to 95% of cases, respect law. Um, but when you're turning that around and you're trying to go after them, uh, we've seen time and time again that, that they just won't allow you to move it at all. Like nobody down at the courthouse, it doesn't matter how high you go up in the state or federal government, nobody is going to cooperate, <laughs> and they, they're all in concert with that. So the only times that we've actually seen a claim move before a court of law is when it's a man-on-man -man action. When one man does something completely wrong to another man, and even in those situations, the courts don't wish to hand over the power and the authority of a court of law because they know that they have no power when a man opens up his own court um, and moves against another man. So even if they know that you are 100% correct, you are 100% right. They they still are threatened by the idea that just by you moving the action, um, they're losing power. They're losing the authority that they so desperately try and hold on to. Um, so they'll even fight you on that. <clears throat> and And that's basically kind of the uphill battle that I'm more or less saying you're, you're going to be facing, um, and and that's probably the best way I can describe it without knowing and seeing the paperwork. So as far as trying to go and get something out of them, um, it's incredibly difficult, if not impossible, until the public requires courts of law be restored at the at the county courthouse, 
um, and the federal courthouses, although, you know, federal courts actually are better. We've talked about this time and time again. Federal courts are better about upholding law. So no. as, as far as getting the sheriff to comply with with a court action, basically you have to get the action executable. And as soon as the Roddy K lives, bitches. Who said that? Who said that? He's gone. He just hung up. I didn't even have no. No, I'm listening. You're listening. Oh, okay. Yeah. So once you have the action executable, then you can just take it down to the sheriff's office, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't execute it then you would get in touch with his boss, which is typically every state has some type of sheriff's association. Hey, uh, I got to take a break for a minute. All right. Okay. I I really appreciate what what he's going over right now because I, I, I pretty much felt within myself that that was the type of... Uh, that that was the type of fight that I would receive before this action is actually pushed into that type of forum. And one of the things that I was actually considering was that it could probably go as far as a deprivation of rights action that would have to be taken. But even if you take it to the federal level, I find it very difficult to, I find it very difficult to, comprehend how you can prosecute that action as a man in 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 a federal court because even as even as something as simple as going into a federal court house requires the driver's license or identification of the person and that is, and then um, there's another hurdle no, that's not that's not true. I've gotten in on my federal case as a shaman without using the uh, ID. Is that right? I just, yeah, I just had two people verify. Matter of fact, they took one verification of who I was. Oh, they had wow. a man there with me, and he verified who I was. I said, am I, am I Sean Mann? He's like, yep, the Sean Mann. He said, okay. Uh, I was actually there when one of the times he, uh, actually two times that he went into a federal courthouse without identification. So I can verify that right here, right now. Okay. I wanted to, uh, JC, if you'll give me just a second, because of some of the things he said while you were off the phone. Um, and I'm just asking, sir, because like you were, like JC was saying, the, it's it, the question you asked is the size of Mount Olympus, and it's <laughs> there's so many trees growing on it. It's just vague, right. you know. Right. So yeah. a lot of the things, a lot of the terms, I heard you using a lot of terms that lead me to believe that you're mixing jurisdictions, and that will make like a lot of people like when you say a claim, um, a claim is incredibly, incredibly difficult to move even when you know what you're doing very well. Like he said, it's impossible probably 98% of the time because I'm sure there's some judge out there who still respects law. So we're not saying it's impossible, just highly improbable. But one thing 
words are important. Like, you know, you say things like, and, I, and I'm not reprimanding, just kind of roll with me for a second. Like you say things like in federal sure. court. You're right. In okay. federal court, you'll they're just gonna they're gonna drop you because of Rule 12b. I'm telling you right now, that's what they do every time. That's fair to state a claim whereby which relief can be granted. So when you're moving an action, okay, and that's probably what you would want to call it. And JC made a video about that. You can go on Just Conspiracy. There's a, uh, a video on that. But the way you move, okay, like he was saying, they they they. Uh, build a case against themselves the strategy would be better by taking the long way home and you take a very very unaggressive approach to it and you write letters right that are so vague they don't even realize the trap you're laying for them and then you start closing you get them to answer certain questions that seemingly have nothing to do with the case then you start asking other questions that might have something to do with the case but kind of answer the first series of questions by the time you get to the third series of questions you've laid a trap that no matter which way they answer it they realize what they've just done and oftentimes they will quit answering at all um, at that point because now it's incriminating themselves which obviously they don't have to do but when you're talking about moving in action or moving something in a certain way it's very 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 important what words you're using how you're filling out the paperwork who you're writing the paperwork to where you're filing the paperwork you know how it's stylized everything every jot or tittle becomes imperative and here's the crazy thing everything i just said at the most is 10 percent of your case 90 percent of the case is going to be yourself and how you move it once you get in there i'm not kidding the paperwork is five to ten percent of the whole case and, and it has to be perfect um or almost perfect and i'm not exaggerating like <clears throat> It's just the things that we're seeing, the way we've been moving, and yeah, we've been having some success. And really, honestly, it's been more at the federal level. Uh, they just are more honorable. I don't know how else to say it. A lot of people wouldn't believe that, but they are. And um, there's still there's still something to be said for that, which I never would have expected at all. But it, it is the case. And um, So some of the things I've heard you say, I could see how it would be um, almost impossible to move it because it would be in two or three different jurisdictions. But then again, you're just talking, you know, so you may not even be writing that way. I just we don't know is basically what we're saying. There's just without seeing the paperwork, we can give you the general gist of it but honestly it's very important because that paperwork is basically like a doorway like the paperwork gets you through a door to where now you can come in as man and bring it a certain way but you literally have you cannot go against titles a man cannot go against the title makes the second and third dimension right although you have to be in both which sounds funny <laughs> Like you have to be in the second and you have to be in the in the third, but you have to have them absolutely with a laser beam of separation. There can be no commingling. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I do. I think I do. I, I think one of the, the I think what makes my particular case 
a little bit more complex is because it involves a common law lien. And based on my understanding, anytime common law liens are um, are utilized, especially when it comes to uh, when it when it comes to property, judges and lawyers are prohibited from participating in those type of forums. And I think that's what probably makes this a little bit more complex. Just and why just curiously, have you done a common law lien against a judge? No. Are you planning on it? No. The common law okay. lien is actually yes, no, no. Okay. Um can you elaborate a little bit on that common law lien thing then? Uh sure. The the common law lien is actually against the uh the property um and the actual mortgage company, if you will. So the leaning party, the leaning party is actually a third party. While myself and I guess if 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 you understand where I'm going here, myself in a person capacity as well as the mortgage company are debtors. While the third party actually holds the lien. And they're the ones that actually hold the common law lien. I mean, just all, what I'm hearing is I'm hearing mixing jurisdictions. Now, maybe I'm hearing okay. wrong because sometimes I misunderstand. Is that what you're hearing, JC? Um, I mean, what, what I'm basically hearing is something that's going to be impossible to answer without any paperwork. Okay. Yeah, I mean it it just depends on what you how much help you want from us, but I mean I'm hearing one thing and like I said without seeing the paperwork, it's it's you may not even be really meaning it that way, you know what I mean? And I think that possibly may be the case. And I, and I really have no problem with resending the information over to you guys. Um, because I, I would be interested in, in, in receiving a little bit of help with this, uh, a lot of help um, for that matter, because I am very serious about this. Why don't you fire us an email over and put your phone number in there with your name? <clears throat> okay. Uh, Sean, make sure he's got the right email. Yeah, I was getting ready to, and it's JC Shaman at Gmail. So it'd be that's, JC. That's the one I have. Okay, uh -huh. send it. Send it there again. We, I mean, we probably already did glance at it. I mean, we get so many emails, man. I mean, but just resend it. Send your send your phone number. Okay. And JC and I'll talk about it, and uh, maybe we can jump on the phone with you for just a few minutes. Um, I mean, we got a lot going on this week. We would not be able to do it this week or this weekend. We got I people going to court that. this week and stuff. And we'll what we'll try to do is give you like a fifteen or twenty minute quickie and see where you're at see what you want to do and we can just kind of take it from there is that cool yeah that, that's very cool i appreciate it i'm very patient you know i know i know you guys have a lot going on so i'm I'm very patient and actually after the uh call concludes tonight uh, i'll drop i'll jump on the computer and actually send that over to you guys tonight cool you know and thanks for like thanks for the questions thanks for being on the show and thanks for 
thinking of us highly enough to share that with us, you know? That means a lot to us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Hey, and, and with that, I don't want to – I know there's probably tons of other questions out there, so um, I'll go ahead and fire up my computer now and still listen on and, and kind of yield the floor to anybody else that has any other questions. But um, thanks again, guys. Hey, no problem, man. Thank you. Everything okay on your end, JC? Um, yeah, I just uh, had to have a brief conversation about Little Man. No, that's cool. I was just making sure you were cool. Does anybody else have I any questions a, or anything? I got a question. Shoot, buddy. Okay, uh, I remember JC was talking about in some small counties and stuff especially down south up there. Sometimes the uh, sheriff will be put, put down as a prosecutor on the paperwork. I was wondering how I could approach that. But I have a I have a document in front of me, which is an application for an arrest warrant. Deputy's name and under the name that he signs, it says prosecutor with his name. Well, it's funny. Just think about what... <laughs> When you go into court like a prosecutor, what what does what does an attorney have to have? I guess a license or a bar card. I guess I don't know. I really, I, really I wonder if that cop. You think that cop has one? No. <laughs> Maybe he's practicing well, law without life. Yeah, uh, that was the first one, guys. Uh, but how well, how would I write a notice? Because I don't want to really mess with legalese. Or, or a letter exposing this. Well, that's, you know, something that, again, is, is kind of hard. Like, I mean, it it's really hard for Shaman and I to answer kind of generalized questions like that. Like, I, how would you write a notice or a letter exposing this? Because um, we don't know everything that's going on. I mean, basically, if you're going to say that uh, he's practicing without a license, say he's practicing without a license. Yeah. And then I have uh, one more thing. I have another good. document. Sorry. I'm sorry, Jesse. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm, I was just saying that it's it's not really that that complicated. It's just, you know, you just write it down and you got to follow it up like the paperwork is very very little of all of this um it, it's mainly how you act and and whether you fumble uh how confident you are you know a lot like shaman was talking about at the beginning you know if that kid in your neighborhood throws a rock through your window you know he did it because he's acting a certain way, he's being evasive, you know, this, that, the others going on. So, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot the the same, uh, and they're they're looking at you the exact same way. So, yeah. but go ahead with whatever you're going to say next. Then I have another document from the solicitor's office that says accusation on the on the cover page. It has a deputy clerk's name. I don't even think he works for them anymore. I think he went on to another practice. And then the second page, it says accusation with the five counts. And then it has the solicitor's name typed out, and but it's a different signature above the name. It's one of her assistants. 
But all throughout the act of the charges, it's the uh, solicitor accusing me of wrongdoing. Accusing I. What, what's the wrongdoing that they're accusing you of? Um, possession of less than an ounce of marijuana, driving without a license, improper operation of a moped, uh, eating the flow of traffic. I'm still okay, waiting man. for what you did wrong. <laughs> I'm, I agree with you. But... <laughs> And this, I've, I've, filed a, I've filed a whole bunch of notices so far, and it's been working pretty good. Nobody wants to answer me who who, who says I do wrong or where my uh, accuser is. They won't, they won't answer you, man. Freaking, we were in we were in court one time, and this guy just had three questions, and and they brought him back eight times and never answered the the three questions. And I think it was probably the fifth or the sixth time. Um, the guy sitting up on the bench just looks at him and he goes, you're never going to get anybody to answer these questions. Because as soon as, they, <laughs> as soon as they answer the questions, like what we hear from a lot of people is, oh, the fraud, the fraud, the fraud, the fraud. Uh, it's not actually fraud until they admit to it. Okay, so exactly. these people up on the bench, they absolutely know the prosecutors, absolutely know that it's not fraud until they admit to it. So they're never going to answer a question that will implicate them in a crime. Okay? Gotcha. And and that, gotcha. that that same guy who was sitting up there right after he said that, he, was, he said something very similar to what uh, Shaman was talking about earlier with, you know, the judge was saying, we've seen lots of paperwork like this before and every one of those people ended up in jail and, and basically this guy said more or less the same thing he said we've seen people do this before and sometimes you know it takes a day or a week or a month or however long it takes but eventually we get jurisdiction over them which goes ahead and shows you right there that they didn't have jurisdiction exactly. <laughs> like, it, it was kind of funny, um, but he was like, he goes, normally they try to evoke the common law or something like that. <laughs> and, of course, you know, nothing in this paperwork said that he evoked or invoked the common law because you you don't have to say that. You, you don't have to say, hey, I'm going to move under the common law. You just do it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, getting, it's like getting in a fight at school. You never went up and said, hey, I'm going to punch you in the face, and then I'm going to punch you in the stomach. You just went up and punched them in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I mean, just, you know, I think uh, in a vague way, think about it like this, okay? Like, just take your situation and just boil it down to the most philosophical and logical approach. First question, like in your mind, this is what we always tell people, draw a set of stairs. And obviously, you know, you said you put a whole bunch of notices in, right? And don't yeah. take this wrong. The first notice is what? Like what's the first question you should be asking? Who says I do wrong? Or who believes I okay. do wrong? Okay, who says I do wrong? Okay, if you start going to other questions, what do you allow them to do? Uh, bob and weave. 
just you allow them to go to other questions. questions. Like if you say, "Where's the accuser?" Okay, and then yeah. and then you go in there and they just stare at you. You're like, "Where's the accuser?" And and they go and they just stare at you. And you go, "Okay, well, is there a verified claim?" Mm-hmm. Now they get I've to ignore the accuser question. Got you. I got you. Okay, so just hammer. You see, because you there. did. Yeah. See, you were on step one, and you're like, well, frick. They didn't answer. Well, let me go to step two and see if they do that. Well, you just walked up the stairs. Now, by the time you're to step three, you're screwed. If you're step three, you are wrong. You need to go back where you came from. Like, you're getting in trouble. You know, something's wrong. You should never. If you're a step three, you did something. You see? So go back to step one. And then if you go to the court case. Yeah. If you go to, Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. There is no claim if there's no accuser. And if this cop is the prosecutor, great. Does he have a bar license? Yeah. Is he a licensed attorney? Yeah. Okay, well, is he the accuser? He's not moving the case, but he, in the paper, in his affidavit, it says for the warrant, he accuses me of offenses and. Basically, oh, the that's great. For the warrant as a prosecutor. Then put him on the stand. Okay. And ask him, uh, so did I do you harm? Exactly. I've been listening to you so guys. You... There's, a, there's, people, there's people out here listening to you guys. You guys are really really doing a great thing here. All three of you. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks man. man. But you know, you don't you don't want to get off step two. You definitely don't want to go past step two. You can recover gotcha. from step two. If you're step three, go back to step one. And Gus has a great way to do that. Look, if you're off like you're talking and you should talk a little. But if you are talking, you get off, Gus has a great way to handle that. Hey, look, man to man, I just wish to inform you or make you aware. I do not understand. I don't consent to this. I don't understand this. Who did I do wrong? Who did I cause harm to? Who's the accuser? Like you can stay in those two realms right there, and you you know, and you may go back, <laughs> like JC just said, man. Eight times this guy went, and then they arrested him for remaining silent, and then read him his right to remain silent. That's crazy. That's <laughs> like not crazy. exaggerating, dude. It's like no, I believe as it. the judge was saying it, he realized, holy crap, I just. <laughs> Arrested this guy for remaining silent, and as I'm reading him, his right to remain silent. That is so asinine. <clears throat> right. I'm serious though. But what about I mean, his accusation document? Do what? Uh, this accusation, uh, the accusation document that's filed in my in in the in their case. Has uh, the name of the solicitor, but it's a different signature above this. Uh... Can I jump in for a minute? Sorry. Yeah. The uh, yeah, these this government, these people, this system. Okay, they they've got things that they wish the public to believe. They have something called the public trust, and in order for the trust of the public to remain solid, they have to perform in a particular way, even though it's an illusion, they have to perform in a particular way, which convinces the public that everything's okay, 
mind, you know, go on with your life. Don't, don't, there's nothing going on here that you need to pay attention. Your neighbor's going to be fine. And so the, the public trust is on the line every time you go to court. And this is what they have to maintain. Don't shake the public trust. Well, the public trust is based on some understandings that the general public has. For instance, if you ask 100 people coming out of Walmart, one after the other, in a court scenario, do you have a right to face your accuser? Every single one of those people is going to say yes. They don't know where it is. They don't know where to find it. They have no idea if it's in the Declaration of Independence, if it's in the Bill of Rights, no clue. And the fact is, it's not there. But they all know it's true. All right? In the scriptures. And so, what's that? In the scriptures. Exactly. But see, the, these people have a belief, and that belief is the public trust. And so, everything that they do has to maintain that. You can't destabilize the public trust. And so, the public believes, and it's written in the Declaration of Independence, that we believe these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, such as life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. So what is the purpose of government? It's the, 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 the legitimate, you know, supposedly the legitimate purpose of government, the self-evident legitimate purpose of government is to secure rights. And so when you are in court, the judge is a person on a payroll. The prosecutor is a person on a payroll. Everybody in there is a person on a payroll. There is no man accusing you of anything. Therefore, they are not a government because the government exists to secure the rights of man, and there is no man in existence in that case whose rights they are securing. And if you allow them to go past that point, then you just you just consented to to the to the rest of the story and the rest of the story is to secure these rights governments are instituted among men with the consent of the governed and so if you consent to be governed in a in, in, in you know, according to the discretion of the court you're screwed and that's it and this is what Sean and JC are telling you don't get past where you stay right there. The court does not exist. They have no jurisdiction. They have nothing because there is no man whose rights they are securing. That is the purpose of government. Okay? And, and you know, regardless of whether you believe this is a country, a nation, uh, nation states, independent countries, I don't care what your belief is, the public trust is everything that matters because unless the trust of the public remains stable, Okay, which which involves keeping up this illusion, whatever whatever people believe, all right, then the, the system crumbles. And so they have to do certain things. And one of those things is the fact that people know that you have a right to face your accuser. So where's the man that says I do wrong? I hear the music playing. I was invited to this party. I got my dancing shoes on. Who am I dancing with? Where is that man that says I do wrong? Don't leave that spot. Okay, yeah. not, only, not only do you not leave that spot, okay, the, the Bible says that, that you should settle with your accuser before you get to court so that things will not go wrong, so that things don't go bad for you. Just settle up. Yeah. Okay, so uh, not only do you have a right to settle your matters privately with the man who says you do wrong, 
but you have a right to do so before you get to court, and and you are ordered, you are commanded. You are commanded kind of strong. Uh, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be in honor, in good faith. You're supposed to act with clean hands, which means you settle the matter before you get to court. How are you supposed to do that if you don't know who the accuser is? And if you cannot settle the matter privately before court, then how are you supposed to call that man who says you do wrong forward? Because as the accuser in a real case, okay, the accuser makes his case. But unless you subpoena that man, call him forth, then he is not your witness. So you have to be able to subpoena, call forth the accuser yourself. Otherwise, you are limited to asking him questions about the things he testifies upon, of, about, whatever he says in court. That's, that's your limitation. You can only cross-examine him about the things he says. However, if you call him as your witness in that case, then you can ask him whatever you want. So there's a whole lot of reasons behind why you need to know who the accuser is. You need their contact information. You need to be able to get a hold of them. You have to, you know, you, you need 90 days to be able to write to them, get some questions answered, find out what you've done wrong, what the actual damages are, and if you can possibly settle this thing before you get to court. You can't do that in, in eight days. You, know, you, you need to be able to write letters. You need to, you know, try different things, negotiate. So. Not only do they need to tell you who the accuser is, they need to do it long before you get to court because you have a right to settle privately. Thank you, Gus. I appreciate that. And no matter, listen, dude, and no matter what, like 98% of the time, is you just keep repeating yourself. You the accuser? Is he the accuser? I wish to see the accuser. Is that the accuser? Uh, sir, do you understand that it's cold outside? Oh, is that the accuser? Uh, sir, today's Tuesday. Oh, the accuser. His name's Tuesday? <laughs> I mean, you just stay right there. I mean, you, who cares if they think you're an idiot? Great. Where's the accuser? I'm an idiot? Oh, is that the accuser? <clears throat> I don't I understand. That already. They know I'm an idiot. The, yeah, the well, issue here is that... The, the issue is that the court does not exist unless they are acting on behalf of a man. That's the point. And if there is no man, there is no court. There is, who, who can there have jurisdiction if there's no court? Exactly. If, if the court does not exist, there is no jurisdiction. Like, you don't have to file a ton of stuff, brother. All you have to do is like when you go to court what's the, what's the first thing you've got to do oh so file my notice of appearance before i walk in there there you go so now you just say one sentence who you are mm -hmm. which tells exactly. what you are okay once you my do that you, now do you have to challenge jurisdiction no oh, man why because you already did exactly when you I say yeah, when you say I am man, what you said was you don't have jurisdiction. I'm not the person you seek. I haven't done anything wrong. Uh, who is the accuser? Because you're, you're, when you're man, they're administrative, dude. They're only in the second dimension. And we've said this on the show, so I'll go ahead and fire it out. So if they're only handling the second dimension, what haven't they done if they don't have accuser? 
filed a false claim? <clears throat> Maybe. Depends. Um, not yet. But, but, but we're talking about a specific issue that we've talked about on the show, and I really want you to get this on your own. If they covered the second dimension, what must they do? Um, if there's no accuser, what haven't they covered? They have. They don't have standing. Well, of course they don't. Only man has standing. But if 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 uh, uh, where does man exist? Where does man exist? Where does man exist? On the, on on the land. In the what? Third dimension, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so if they only cover the second dimension and they don't cover the third dimension also, what haven't they done? Think in terms of two. They're not duly qualified, brother. Okay, they're not duly qualified. Got you. They're not duly qualified. Can you explain duly qualified a little bit more, uh, Sean? JC loves to do this. I can, but I've been talking. <laughs> JC, go ahead. I will if JC wants me to, but JC likes to do it. So. I mean, he's really good at it too. Is uh, is really simple. Like uh, duly qualified, the it means that it has to be qualified in the legal and the lawful world. Okay, so legal is the writing. Like any time you write something, down, like just think about it like this: like, like when you write a contract, that's legally binding, right? You know, and you can go down and just write some paperwork, and you can go and file it at the county recorders, and that's legally binding. And you don't have to be an attorney, you don't have to be a legislature, none of that. And that's a legal document. So legal is just the writing something down. Um, and the lawful is the actual law. Like law deals with the moral and ethical side of court. Okay? Legal is just whatever somebody decided to write on a piece of paper. That's it. And that, that's gotcha. the easiest, simplest way that I can explain legal and lawful. Uh, so now, now think about it like this, too. How did the creator create the universe? How did he create it? Mm-hmm. He did one... Well, yeah. How does a dimension stay separate from another dimension? It vibrates, right? It's frequencies. Yeah. So what does a frequency come from? Sound waves. So the creator spoke. Yeah, he spoke the law into existence. As a god, he created by speaking. Bring forth, separate the land, you know, the, the earth, the land from the firmament, and the firmament from the firmament, the waters from the waters, the better let land come forth, and that was the first day. Uh, okay, so he goes through all these things, he speaks them into existence. So if I'm going to mow your yard, 
you and I have to have a conversation, right? Yep. Okay. So when you go to court, the mics. there you go. So why are you looking for the accuser? Because I want to settle. Uh, what, what I want to settle if I've I've done any wrong. You want to find out this is a, somebody you m- had a meeting of the minds with. Do I have, do I have a contract with you? You're not saying it like that, brother. This is what you're looking for. Because you're an administrative process, so there must be a contract, right? And what they're trying to say it is is the driver's license or the Social Security number or any of these other things. But, see, when you agree to be the surety for that, you become that. You fill out that form. We've talked about filling out forms. When you fill out a form, then you become – you take on the form of whatever you fill out. So – don't do it. <laughs> don't don't fill out their forms and go in there, stay on step one, and just say, look, with respect, we can't go to step two because you haven't answered step one. I, I have to know. I wish to know. I require to know who my accuser is. I love to help you. I can't wait to help you settle any matter of controversy. Who's the accuser? Just by saying yep. something like that. There is no controversy. Court is for controversy, right? Yep. Remove, remove the controversy. You don't have to tell them all that. You don't have to tell them 50 things, maybe just one or two. And then just uh, hang out. Gotcha. Stay on the square. <laughs> yeah, because when they're being quiet, dude, it doesn't mean you're losing. Well, I already know It that. may mean that they... It, it it may mean that they're losing, and <laughs> they just don't know what to do. Should have seen their faces when I was in there the last time, back in August. They they didn't know what to do. They they gave me ninety five days. The judge was taken aback. I and she's a superior court judge, uh, acting as a as a magistrate. Hmm. I I think she was she she didn't know what to think. I know your stuff works. If if you're thinking quick on your feet, and uh, it it works if you work it. I didn't hear you, JC. What'd you say? But it only works if you're good at quicking, like thinking quick on your feet. It works if you work it. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, the whole. Go ahead. I went in there on two hours of sleep because I I was sat up all night perfecting my notices because I was gonna I filed them all 15 minutes before I walked in the courtroom and then I just stayed on 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 the square. I I just curious. How many notices would you say you put in? Already into this case? Uh, Yeah. Probably like 20. All right, and what? And just and maybe you said it, man, and I didn't. What was the case about again? It was about uh, possession of less than an ounce of marijuana. And okay, okay, that's why I just wanted to make sure I remembered it right. Um, now, if you stayed on square one, like the notice of appearance would be who you are, right? And and basically think about like uh, 
a man makes a claim is a statement, right? Yep. Okay. And it gives you standing. Like your notice of appearance gave you standing, not status. Yep. And you think in terms of that property of I, like, you know, that, you know, boom, like boom, 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 just very right to the point, few syllables as possible. Yep. <clears throat> and don't try it, man. It's, it's, it's hard in a hour-long radio show, but just try to think in terms of like that. Like, you don't have to say as much maybe as you're saying. And sometimes, think, eh, I just don't want it to come out negative. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what pattern you're following because I can just tell by the way you're talking. But think about uh, sometimes the loudest guy in the room is the weakest guy. I, I, I had to learn like that. Like, sometimes I just wrote too much. And I found that sometimes the less you say, the more powerful you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It gives you a lot of power, dude. They're like, this guy said like one sentence and he's smiling at me. <laughs> like, what the hell does he know that I don't know? You know, like he's just sitting there looking at his watch. Like, he doesn't care he's here. He's not even objecting. Like, they're just doing whatever they do. Like, in Gus's case, he didn't object. So, like, you want to ask this guy question? Yeah, you let them say who gives a shit. It's their case. Let them talk it's about it. It's not my it. case. That's it's right. It's their case, not my case. Like, hey, do you want to say anything? Oh, I don't know. Is that the accuser? Of course it's I want to say it. something. Is that the accuser? the accuser? Oh, well, as soon as you get here, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting I here. I'm ready. John, and I appreciate me. your time. I appreciate your time and Jason's time and Gus's time. You guys are wonderful. I want I want to give oh, it up thanks. to somebody else who might need some help. You, you give me more than enough ammunition. I appreciate it. Yeah, and thanks for coming out, bro. And, uh, and you, don't, don't give up the fight. And, uh, <clears throat> we got to no, win. Like, thank I'm still you, swinging for the title. Uh, it's because of people like you and the people on the phone that, you know, my kid, Shaman's kid, your kid, my parents, mm -hmm. grandchildren might have rights when they grow up. Now, exactly, the future. More for people like us, and they'd, they would most assuredly not have rights. Exactly. God bless you guys. You guys have a great evening. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close Thanks. off now and listen. If nobody else has any questions for a second, does anybody have any questions? As soon as anybody has a question, just go ahead and bust it, bump in. It's fine. I'm just going to say something. JC and I and Gus have been kind of kicking around. Like, I want you guys to think of something. Like the other side, we've said this on other shows, but the other side, right, they have these think tanks, and they have these associations, and they have these organizations, and they have these rules, and they came up with all this paperwork and rules and thoughts and philosophies, and they came up with all these titles, and they came up with all these certifications and memberships. And I want to point something out to you. Like we were helping this other, gosh, idiot in Nashville. Um, and during that time, I was given a document. I think it was from time, sometime around 2006, 2008. And it was, an, in, I'll call it an interdepartmental memo. 
from judges to judges to judges to judges. They sent this all the way across the country to deal with some of the very issues that we're talking about now and then a plethora of others that had to deal with a lot of sovereign citizen stuff, which we do not agree with, by the way. We do not agree with sovereign citizens. And there is a such thing as sovereign citizens. But um, they are so organized that when somebody gets a leg up, okay, and JC and I have literally seen them change paperwork because of stuff we've done, and like within a week. And the reality of it is, is they're so organized that when something comes up that they need to deal with, there is a paper written on it. It is mailed to thousands of people who pass it down to hundreds of thousands of people under there in their chain of command. And they deal with that issue. And I would say within a month or two, whatever issue that they had to deal with, they've got a solution for, and they start kicking it. That's how organized they are. So <clears throat> I guess I don't know exactly how I'm asking this, but I know this. That's exactly the kind of organization that we need, um, we being all of us. And, you know, just like... <laughs> Attacking, you know, the teachings is fine if it's correct, but if it's not, we should be working together. So if you guys, like, I guess we need to start seeing some numbers of people, um, like maybe start communicating. Again, join the Facebook page. Get on the, you know, the email. Gus has an email. We have an email. Why don't you guys, it would really help us if we could get some feedback. I mean, we're obviously seeing a lot of downloads and a lot of people are getting onto the videos, and it's probably even more than we're seeing, and people are talking and passing. That's wonderful. But why don't we try to figure out a way to consolidate and organize a little bit better and start setting up, um, well, an organization? Um and we can only do that if we communicate with one another. So I don't know exactly what I'm asking at this time, but there's got to be a way we can get some feedback from you guys and see who's willing to do what and what you know, some ideas. So it'd be great uh, as many of you can within the sound of our voice get on that Facebook page. That would probably be a really easy way because private messages can be sent, groups can be formed, people can share ideas. And uh, and people who really think that they can contribute to something in a in a pretty significant way can email us with, hey, I run an internet, I build websites, or I do this, or I do that, and I'm you know, and maybe we can start getting uh, this thing rolling even a little faster, and uh, get a lot of encouragement and. That brings power. Knowledge and, and organization brings a lot of power, brings a lot of uh, ability to move and shake and do things and help one another across lines. So if you guys could start maybe getting a little bit more involved, um, some of the people on here have a lot to offer, and we'd love to hear from you. So that's just something that we've kind of been talking about privately, and I just figured I'd kind of bring it up. Um, if anybody has any questions, go ahead. Well, before anybody does, um, I'd actually like to add to that point. Uh, basically, I can almost say for 100% fact that I know the videos are getting out there more 
than what Google or YouTube or anything that I can monitor will tell me. Um, I mean, I'll just say it just bluntly. Like, I have literally been watching the numbers of people who view the YouTube videos, and while I'm watching it, numbers will just drop off and disappear where people viewed it half an hour ago. Um, also, like with shares, uh, I'll take it and I'll share it on Facebook and I can see where I share it. You know, I can see the groups that I share it with and literally I have seen um, less numbers on YouTube for what they calculate as being shared on Facebook than the actual notifications that I'm getting from Facebook saying that that link has been shared. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of seconding what Shaman's saying because I think that this is something that the other side is really trying to suppress and we got to find some way of breaking through that barrier. Hey, uh, on that note, I meant to mention this to you. There's a, a body of mine sent me an email. I was going to share it with you, but I didn't know how significant it was. But anyway, it was a it's a retaliatorial kind of answer to YouTube, and apparently they're they're up to about twenty thousand businesses now that are using it. Called real, I guess it's it's not the old real video, but I think it's similar. But there's like I'll, I'll share a link with you, but it's a it's an answer to YouTube's bullying, and it's a free sharing kind of thing. It's called Real Video or Real Dot Video or something. I remember Real Player back in the day, but it's it's not that. It's this is Real Video, and it's just like YouTube has the same quality, but they're they're not hammering everybody. So I'll try to share that with you. Maybe that's an option. And, I mean, one thing about YouTube is um, I don't know how many people actually know about the YouTube uh, copyright policies and and what goes on on YouTube. But, basically, YouTube, if somebody just claims a copyright against you, they don't even have to prove it. YouTube will just go along with it, and you literally have to go and take them into court to get it put back up um, if their copyright claim is, turns out to be invalid. <clears throat> Sounds like your typical restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> she said so. That's all that matters. <laughs> but anyway, well, it was uh, go ahead. kind of kind of late, so. Yeah, you guys want to wrap it up? Hey. I got a couple quick questions for you. Okay. How is that Eric? Either? Yeah, this is me, Eric. Sorry. No, <laughs> um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just, uh, yeah, okay, you were uh, talking earlier about, uh, you know, when you write something, you you want to be very careful about it, and I think I believe it was the last gentleman that was talking about how he stayed up till two o'clock in the morning writing something out, 
and then was going to put it all into the court the next day. And, you know, for me, it's like I like to write stuff out and then sit on it for at least a day, at least one night, and then go back, look at it, read the definitions of all the words you use, you know, cross-check them with the the uh, 1828, cross-check them with the etymology so that, you know, when yeah. you get up there and you stand on what you wrote down, you know it inside and out. You know the 25 definitions that, you know, come with six different di- dictionaries and you know all those words. You know how they all went together and, and then you can really stand on it. But if you make a mistake and get up there and think it says one thing and says something else, then it's going to be a lot easier for the the guy in the black to knock you off your claim. So anyway, I just thought thank I'd you for your correction. Um, thank you for your correction. I'm the one. Uh, actually, my notice said appear. I misspoke. I'm sorry about saying appearance. Right on. That's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, no worries. We're just talking here. <laughs> No, no, no. It, I know. I pre, I, but I appreciate the the, uh, the correction. Thank you. And honestly, I think it was like May ninth um, when we did a show, basically on the basics of how to write out a notice of appearance, and um, just a general one kind of thing. And I'm pretty sure the. The example is still up. You can go back and listen to the recording. But there are many ways of saying the same thing. So, you know, it's not that you have to use the exact words. You you can use, and, and even when we're talking on that show, we kind of talk about how we could write that one notice ten different ways. And something that Shaman and I have been doing for a really long time is that we basically never write the same thing twice. Um, And that's kind of a message to the other side uh, so that they don't get something uniform because as soon as they start getting something uniform, like as soon as they start getting something like, uh, you know, when Carl put up his uh, broadmind.org, or .com website, and he put up those documents that he filed in Alabama, and people would just kind of go on and, you know, copy and paste or, you know, write it out themselves. As soon as they start getting something uniform like that, they automatically suspect that you don't know what you're doing. They automatically suspect that you went online and you saw something, you watched some YouTube video, you know, and so if if they think that, if that's what they truly, truly think, if they if they think that you're an imposter or believe that you're an imposter, then they're going to absolutely go all the way with it. They're going to go big or go home. Um, you know, like we've said a whole lot of times on this show, the paperwork is actually a very, very small part of it. Um, And I agree with you, Eric. When I first started writing paperwork, I would write something, leave it for a couple of hours, come back to it, 
re-edit it, leave it for a couple of more hours, come back to it, edit it again, sleep overnight, and get it down to as few words as I possibly could. Um, but, yeah, I mean, now we just sit down and, I mean, Shaman and I wrote out a common law action in the parking lot of a courthouse and got a guy out of jail, you know, the next day because of it. And we did that in about 15 minutes. <clears throat> and everybody at the courthouse except for the man who threw the other man in jail thought that it was a joke, but I guess everybody figured out it was really serious when that guy signed a, a reverse order the next day. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, with that, uh, uh, and there, there's going to be things coming out like, you know, we don't, just like we said from the very beginning um, when we started this show, you know, we're going to release things as we see. Uh, fit. I mean, I think I was talking with Gus maybe a month ago, but I was talking about uh, that audio that we put out. Um, it was back, like, right when we started the show back in April, and how basically, you know, I was looking at my computer, and there's about 100 gigabytes of stuff like that, uh, of different recordings, different scenarios, different things that we've done, places we've gone, um, and I mean, that that's 100 gigabytes. That's a lot of data. <laughs> so, <laughs> but for the most part, we kind of keep everything private. Like, it, this is why I never came out public before what happened with Henry and in North Carolina. Basically, just by word of mouth, like, Shaman and I were talking about this the other day, and, and we were talking about how any good criminal defense attorney, they don't have to advertise because the jailhouse is advertisement for them. You know, like if you're a good criminal defense attorney, your your name's getting spread around the jailhouse. Everybody that goes to jail knows that you're the guy that can get you know, that they can pay $20,000 to and you can make stuff disappear. Um, because word on the street is bond. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> basically, that was kind of the same way that I more or less worked before what happened in North Carolina. And because of what happened in North Carolina and because of other things that Shaman and I saw happening across the country, and because of certain situations where, you know, they are getting more blazing about just running over the law. Like they could, it goes back to the birth certificate. They could just run over the birth certificate and nobody, like even the people who understood it, if they started talking to other people about it, they'd just say they're crazy. Now they're, they're running over such fundamental principles of law that anybody could look at it and see that it's insane. I mean, almost anybody can look at what happened to Henry Ramo and myself 
and say, that's absolutely insane. You know, How do we that stop judge him? just a huh? How do we stop him? If there's no enforceability or no accountability, how are we going to uh, be able to protect our lands and or our per- our property, which is our bodies? Well, you're just, everybody's going to have to unite, and you're going to have to share. Like, you're going to get anybody you can interested in this idea. Everybody's going to have to stand together because if everybody knew what was going on, Nobody would consent, and if nobody consented, this would end overnight. I mean, it's like I believe Henry Ford was actually the one who said that if Americans really knew how the country was being ran, there would be a revolution by the morning time. You know, like right. I, I read that. So. Yeah. So yeah, if everybody read- in America right now at eleven. You know what was really going on in America? There would be a revolution by 6 a.m. in the morning, and and it wouldn't be violent. You know, nobody would get AR-15s to protect their land. They'd just say, "Hey, we're not doing that anymore." Hey, I'm well, by divesting, right? Well, if we teach well, people, they would literally walk away. They would, they would think about yeah. Adolf Hitler. Hitler was one guy, and if everybody had said Hitler get bent, there would have been no World War II, and millions of people would right. have died. Like, the answer, here's the answer. It's the same thing we've been saying. Education, consolidation, organization. People are going to have to actually start moving and shaking and supporting an organization that is able to get things and move them and know how to move them and, and organize people and then find other people who know how to do that and and start putting a light on it. It doesn't require a gun. It requires effort and a light. But the flip side of that is, okay, you'll hear people like there's many paths. No, there's not. There are not many paths. Math is math. Like, I'm not saying there isn't some different ways sometimes, but overall, you got all these people teaching this crazy stuff, man, and it's just wrong. It's just incorrect information. And then if you challenge it, everybody gets pissed off at you. It's like there's got to be more education. People have got to understand this stuff better in order to uh, get the main – you've got to get the mainstream people involved in this. Former police officers, Correct. doctors, former lawyers, teachers. You, I mean, you've got to get to these people with the proper information, and it doesn't seem so overly sensational, you know? Thanks, John. So how, well, I got a question. My question is, my question, if I could ask real quickly, is what is, if they're ruling under some kind of military tribunal or military uh, law administrative process, how do we keep the get the common law in? I heard you say the other day about uh, the high clerk of the elected court of the clerk of the county or something like that. I haven't been able to find anything on that for L.A. County. So uh, how, how do I go about doing that? And can I enforce 
like through you you heard of the website twelve fifteen dot org? Yeah, that's still Thornton's website. Yeah, does that system work well within the common law, and will they adhere to it? He's not teaching common law, brother. He's not? No. no. I was reading their website a few different times. I read it, and it seems like it's court of record, and you go in as one of the people. Is that not... Uh, correct? No. No, that's not correct at all. And one of the things that, you know, we actually started this show off with is, is that, it, you know, an administrative court is a court of record. A court of record is just a court that keeps the record of the proceedings that they administer, that they go through. Uh, what people really wish for is a court of law. What people are yearning for, what people can't seem to find without a whole lot of struggle and aggravation, court of law. Like all of the records, all of the courts have records on them. You know, all of the courts are recorded. Uh, so <clears throat> they are courts of records. They just aren't necessarily courts of law. And the only way that you're going to get courts of law back is I saw somebody uh, post up on on um, WhatsApp the other day, and they said, you know, the only way that we're going to turn this around is when the people whose rights aren't being violated are as upset as the ones who are. You know, when when the people who don't have any skin in the game look and say, hey, that's wrong. You know, I'm going to help put a stop to this. Like, nobody goes and helps the guy who's getting bullied that doesn't fight back. Right. You know, it's only when right. the guy who fights from getting bullied, it's only when he starts fighting back that everybody else in the schoolyard's like, yeah, you know, we don't, we're not going to put up with your crap anymore either. And that's basically what has to happen. And... You know, Jimi Hendrix actually had a really good quote. He said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. So, yeah, I've, I've seen that. And that goes back yeah. to basically basically what's being said is love your neighbors yourself. And here's another thing. Right, this now, is a big one, like you said it, okay? Hold on. It's not... We, the people, we are not one of the people. They secured rights for themselves and their posterity. It says it right in their document. It has nothing to do with you and I. That's the other big misnomer. That is a huge, huge, huge problem. Everybody's always, we, the people, the government was secured for, to, you know, to secure our rights. It was created for, they're our servants. No, they're not. They are private companies that they created for themselves. That's the whole point of self-government. Correct. Yeah. Right. Well, my <clears throat> my my comprehension of a court of record, there's five attributes, four, and sometimes there's a fifth. And the main one is that a judicial tribunal, ju tribunal having attributes and exercising functions independent of the person of the magistrate yeah, designated generally to hold it. And that's Jones you're, versus you're Jones. Doing and then, yeah. What you're doing What's is that? You're reading from 
That, that's the definition from from uh, Black's Law Fourth Edition that you're reading. That you got that's from right. Barnes website. Yeah, I, it, we're and covering a lot, a lot of other people other that stuff. have nothing. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've, I've used that same information. I used that same information in my court case in 2015, the one we talk about often. That that paperwork's available. Okay. Just for dummies. Uh, you know, but I filed. I I studied Bill Thornton's stuff, and I filed the federal yeah. suit against the IRS back in 2012, I believe. It basically, yeah. it was a trial run just to get my head wrapped around what Bill was teaching and how to do it. I communicated with Bill. Bill and I talked for, I don't know, must have been three and a half hours one time. Uh, I used to moderate a, another call, and he was a guest. And so as a moderator, I was asking him questions. And so we, we hung out with a group of other people for at least three hours. I wish I had the recording of that. I, I used to have it. it. It's on one of my hard drives. But... Yeah, I'm very, very familiar. He's got an extremely huge website, tons and tons of material. Okay, but we're not talking right. about that stuff here. You know, and and I do agree. A quarter record is whatever they say it is, because they're the ones defining. The what we talk about is the consent of the governed. Okay, the the fact that uh, you know you have to consent, and if you don't consent, then the only thing left is the accuser. Because there's no getting away from the fact that you have to live your life in honor with clean hands in good faith, and that's it. That's the bottom line. Right. And as long as you're, as long as you direct your actions in good faith, you you walk in honor, in good faith. You treat everybody with respect. Okay. If that is your view of life, then everything you write is going to be done accordingly, and that is is how you win. Because if you have caused harm wrong, injury, loss, and you didn't know it, then how are you supposed to take care of it? How are you supposed to make it right? So in good faith, Correct. you you act every day and you live your life, and these are the fundamentals that you have to live by. And so that's what we talk about here. And we're out of time. We're over the two-hour mark, and I need to I, I need to keep the shows below two hours because uh, nobody wants to download a full Okay. And so, right. I probably, uh, I came on very late and I had a lot of questions asked, but maybe next time. Well, you know what? We started uh, two hours ago with questions, and we're going to probably do that again next Wednesday. So if you come in at 9 Eastern, Actually, 6 Pacific. We have an attorney coming on. We're not taking questions next Wednesday. Shaman and yeah, I okay. attorney about law. <laughs> well, if he shows up. Yeah. So how can I contact somebody? One of you guys can I con? How can I contact you, go to, you guys? If, maybe email. If you go to re, if you go to redressfordummies.org, you'll see my email, which yeah. is grayeresk at gmail dot com, and you'll see uh, there's a page there. Harris? Common law shamanism. There's a page, common okay. law shamanism, which you can find at redressfordummies.org. And on that common law shamanism page is the email to contact JC and Sean. And that email is J-C-A-N-D-S-H-A-M-A-N at gmail.com. You can also find them on Facebook at common law shamanism. And we're going to be back Saturday night uh, because Sean's going to be leading us in Bible study. And, uh, 
There, there's a lot of different ways to. If you want to reach me, my phone number is six zero three three nine six one zero nine two. We have a WhatsApp group, and if you get Thank a hold of me, if you send me a text message and ask me to uh, add you to the WhatsApp group, I will do that. Okay, I don't. There's a lot I'm of different ways you can reach us. I'm not real good with that kind of stuff. I don't have WhatsApp group. I'm not good with phones or computers. I can do basic stuff. That's it. Oh. So well, we're, um, we're all on Facebook. I got kind of a, We've got email and so on. Okay. And uh, with with that, I'm gonna there's a, there's a four one five area code. Yeah, no problem. There's I don't I don't know if somebody's got there's somebody with their hand up. I'm gonna take this just because I don't know if. Um, Somebody needs to ask something if there's an emergency or something. Uh, go ahead, 415. Thank you, sir. Okay. I'll mute out. You're welcome. Thank you. 415 area code, you're unmuted if you wish to uh, say hello, if you've got a quick question before we wrap it up. Unmute your phone, maybe. I can't hear you. I don't know if you're talking or not. You, you're unmuted on the board, so you should be. Uh, we should be able to hear you if you're speaking. I'm not hearing any noise, so maybe you need to unmute your phone. If you can't figure that out, uh, take a get a pen. And I'll give you my phone number again, and you can reach me after the call. Yeah, my, my phone number is 603-396-1092. And with that, I'm going to let JC and uh, Sean wrap up and say goodnight, and then I'm going to I'm gonna kill the recording. Um, thanks for coming out. Thanks for the questions. Thanks for the support. Uh, again, we're doing this for you guys, so... Just keep that in mind and uh, make sure you don't miss next Wednesday for sure because that's going to be a hoot. Of course, Saturdays are pretty cool too. So, with that, JC? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I'm coming out with my best video yet tomorrow. I'm really proud of it. And uh, just to kind of answer the last guy's question and talk about Black Wall Dictionary and getting the fourth edition and the definition out of it, um, first of all, if you take that definition in there, they're going to say that now they're on Black Wall 10th or 11th or maybe even the 12th. I don't know. I haven't been to the bookstore lately. Uh, the other thing is, is the two key points would be an independent tribunal other than the magistrate designated generally to hold it. Well, when you walk into a private court, it is an independent tribunal. It's not a government officer. It's not a judge. They're, they're operating in their private capacity, so that absolutely does not apply. Okay? And the other one is, is that it moves under the common law well, which common law are you speaking of? Because the common law in traffic court is traffic code. You know, the common law in criminal court is criminal code. 
the common law and civil court civil code and the common law that they back these courts up with is called case law so they are absolutely operating within that definition that people like to quote so many times and this is why we say you're looking for a court of law and not a court of record anyways thanks everybody for coming out tonight i hope you enjoyed it and like comments come out next week because we're going to have an attorney on the on the horn and uh you know we're going to see who who knows law more and you guys are going to get to vote on it and we're going to talk to gus about how we can have some type of live time um voting so anyways thanks for coming out again and y'all have a good night see ya all right Take care, guys. We'll see you Saturday night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.